who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey people, this is Aram. Before we get started this week, I've got a quick health update. A few weeks ago, I caught a really bad flu. And in a few days, I awoke to painful swelling and stiffness in my hands, wrists, feet, and ankles. The symptoms only worsened as I got over the flu. After a few difficult weeks and a lot of tests, I have been diagnosed with drug-induced lupus, which is causing my body to attack itself and my joints to flare. We tied the particular drug to my thyroid medication and my doctor has taken me off it. We are hopeful I will see marked improvement leading to normalcy over the next month or so. Unfortunately, this has put me behind on everything. The podcast will be coming out every other week for a bit until I have my health and the world book fully under control. Thanks for understanding, and thank you for all of your kind emails, Twitters, and texts I've been receiving. You are all, as always, the absolute best. And with that out of the way, let's get back to the show. My name is Aram. Welcome back to God's Fall. God's Fall is a custom Dungeons & Dragons game that is played and recorded in Washington, D.C. and written and produced in Chicago. Hello, my name is Joe. I am playing Lord Haldir Loran, a level 5 high elf warlock. Hi, I'm Kay. I'm playing Queen Fryany Tenuith, the 5th level high elf bard. Previously on God's Fall. When Phryne attended an annual blessing to the Temple of Man, she triggered a magical ward set up by Zavon to thwart any who might attempt to usurp his rightful heir. At a siren's blare, a trio of golden magical constructs was activated from underneath the temple. They emerged and charged directly for the High Elf Queen. Lord Haldir Loran and his jackdaw bodyguards, who just moments ago were set to murder the queen, now turned to face a new enemy while Phryne and Grendel maneuvered to draw the constructs into Ani's massive canal. A pair of the golden giants tumbled into the deep water, but were soon raised again as the city itself seemed to act against the new queen. There's a loud scraping of stone from somewhere inside the canal and a huge amount of bubbling in the, in the canal and in the water right next to you. Realizing that she would need a lot more power to deal with this threat, Phryne ordered a guard to race her on horseback to the throne room so she could make a bridge with the tear of Sito and deal with Zavan once and for all. Too? You would is have. It, is it reachable? So it is. I mean, it's good sixty feet in the air, in a solid glass column that goes all the way to the ceiling and is open at the top at the Queen's Garden. So you, I assume, charge towards the back steps and begin to run up the steps. Yeah. Perception rolls from every one. Everyone. Everyone. 
He gets to act though, but uh, yes, correct. Fourteen, fifteen, and uh, perception. So twenty. You guys hear a and around the portal, inner doors flatten over them and seal, and there is a sound of water just rumbling all around you and the chamber begins to flood. I think the stairs are a good idea. The stairs are the only idea at this point, yep. You all are up to the garden. Water is bubbling up through. You guys can see clearly at this point uh, three golden golems emerging from the edge of the pond and starting to make their way towards the main tower. Jumping into the thing. All right, so you basically all see Friday. She kind of steps to the edge of this huge circular pool that's at the very, very top of this fountain. She closes her eyes, she folds her arms in, and the water just separates. There's this huge, now towering hole in the middle, and she just steps in and vanishes. So Friday has leapt off the edge of this thing and plunge downwards. As you watch her plunge down, the water swirls into that same purple and pink energy from the astral realm, and she literally vanishes into a portal of energy. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making finger, which could probably be very obscene. Freud, <laughs> that's something to say about what's happening here. Yes, absolutely. So her, she vanishes in the hole. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. And comes back out and then goes right back in. <laughs> yes, over and over again. <laughs> Just pops up and down. So she steps in and vanishes, and you can see this glistening purple and pink energy. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to put the hands down. You can see a glistening portal of energy. (laughs) You can see a portal of energy directly below her and what looks like the bottom of the sea. It's very hard to tell. The jackdaws have their weapons raised. They have formed a a perimeter around the circle. I imagine Gringle's freaking out. Yeah, Gringle would be freaking out, but it's her place to do this, not Gringle's place to, like... Touch the gem or whatever. Right. So he's sort of standing at the periphery and, you know, stay away from the queen! She just jumped in. Yeah. It's the most physical thing she's done. That's true. (laughs) It's plummet. That's true. (laughs) So my options are jump in behind her or stay there. This is a very significant decision I was not (laughs) expecting to make right away. Immediately. Yep. Are the golems still here? The or? golems, so at this point, you, if, if you're looking down over the edge, you see that the golems have made it through that first area of water and are converging on the tower you're in. But they're her. still outside. Yes, way outside. And down. Is the, water, are, is the water level still rising in the... No, so so the water has swirled. No, right? in the city, in, oh. the, in the in the chamber. No, because the water was raising in the chamber, right? And they were like these it's metal snakes. And there things. were the wee eels. So as far as no. you had, you'd have to go back down in, in into it. But as far as you know, okay. So we're okay. Right. All right. It is filled, and it has. It's this. still kind of spilling out over the top. Right. So you imagine it's still filled inside. Right. As you're thinking that, and the golems are walking forward, the main doors of the palace open for them as it's been happening and water begins gushing out of the side. What the hell, Ray? Not that he's directing you towards a certain... (laughs) I was going to say, what the hell, Ray? I'm going in. All right. Let's jump. Do I I have have my my figurines and everything with me? I want to make sure I have my lions that still come with me. Do they want... Do you want them to come with you? I want them to... Yeah. All right. Absolutely. I want them to come with me. All right. So you kind of lean down and you're like, wait, Yanya and... Was it Loda and Yanya? Yes. Right? It was, right? Okay, so you were like, Lona, Yanya, and you leap down, and they kind of look at each other, and like, if a cat could shrug, and then they kind of jump in with you. As you step forward and plunge into the swirling column of water below, a familiar purple and pink energy seems to swirl about you as you fall and continue to fall, far farther and longer than the wells seem deep, until you are plunged into water. Dark, cold water surrounds you on all sides, seemingly for eternity as the purple and pink energy begins to close the portal that brought you here overhead. 
You can't be sure how far you have traveled or how deep, but both feel immeasurable. A small panic courses through you as your mind flickers between racing for an answer and the fear for your next breath. But it passes as that breath is drawn. Water rushes towards your mouth only to hit some sort of barrier that turns it into a mist and then breathable air just as it passes your lips. Likewise, the wetness of the water never actually touches you and the chilling cold also stays inches at bay. You know both are there and you feel the pressure and the resistance of the water, but are otherwise unaffected by it. A second later, Lord Haldir Loran crashes into the water beside you. You can see the shimmer of purple and pink astral energy ripple across his skin and mouth as he breathes in, and the water filters into air for him as well. The water around you seems to brighten as your eyes adjust to the darkness and you spot a large dark mount to the east among the vast emptiness all around you. How do we know which way is east? Uh, that's a good question, actually. So that's a really good question. So you don't, and there's in one direction a large dark mount. That's a really good question. As you crash in, you look around for a moment, you see her, you see nothing else, and then you see two little golden figurines falling in front of you, which you clearly recognize as Lona and Yanya reverted back to their trinket form. I'll make sure I grab those and put the keys in my pocket. Easy enough. They just basically fall directly into, into your hand, and you close it. So as you see this mound, just the idea of looking at it, even before you decide to approach it, you suddenly realize that you can just propel yourself through the water by will. So you go 10 feet closer just thinking about it. And once you realize that, you so orient like yourself. Sort of teleporting, but not? Oh, no, no, no. Moving. Definitely moving through the water. But just by willing yourself, you can travel at a decent speed through the water, like as fast as you could run with very little effort. Just kind of floating in deep How water. How far away is this mound? The mound? Do they see each other? Yes, they're probably 20 or 30 feet from each other. The mound is uh, at this speed that you seem to be able to propel yourself, maybe five or six minutes, you would estimate. It's kind of hard to tell because it's pretty dark still. You're totally a Midwesterner now because you're giving distance and time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's five parsecs. <laughs> uh, do I get any sort of sense from the mound. Oh, do you? Uh, like, is it like uh, neutral? Is it warm? Is it foreboding? Like what sort of uh, emotional, I guess, reaction is there to this mound? She could have reached you, reach out with your divinity and there is just pain and sadness and loneliness just in crushing waves coming towards you. That's what you're feeling. In a dangerous way? Or no, in, in a... like a defeated way. Oh. In a completely crushing, defeated, lengthy, drawn out way. Like the same feeling you might get from someone in solitary confinement. Does this mound look like anything? I mean... at, this, at this distance, it's a little hard to tell. It's just basically like a Because very... I'm picturing right now like a burial mound. I think like... Uh, like this kind of this kind of shape. Yeah, I know what a mound right? looks like. Well, no, but like, but like, <laughs> no, but like, but like, <laughs> pronounced, right? But just a large black mass right now is all you can really make out. It's a little hazy. You're very deep underwater. That's really all you can make out at, at this distance. Looking up, I mean, is there any sense of light or being able to no, see the surface of the water? Nothing whatsoever. In, in, in fact, logically, you know that there's no way you should be able to see down here. Because you are so, you are clearly so deep that no light is getting down. No light's penetrating above you. It just vanishes into blackness. So I think I, my first instinct would be, even though I don't trust you, would be to try and communicate. Absolutely. Um, with all, and just see if communication is even mm-hmm. possible yep. under the water, verbally. Um, absent, you know, some sort of magical so, uh, something. I, as as one of my, uh, I can communicate with anybody, with any intelligent cre- creature within. Yes, you can. Right, but I don't think I necessarily know that yet. No, you don't. So you would try and speak. Right, I would exactly. imagine. Good point. You speak, he hears nothing, 
I can cast message. I yes, you can. A cantrip. Yes, you absolutely can. So my question would be, where are we? So you see her. What is that? Yeah, you see her form words, and then a second later, hear them as if almost she's just directly behind you. So I am well studied generally. You know exactly what this magic is. You've cast this magic before. I have. Yes. This is a low level a cantrip. You've definitely cast message oh, before. Oh no, I'm asking. Would I have any idea of what, where we are, what's happening? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. no. This is there's, there's there's been nothing written about this, so no, you would have no idea. I mean, you know, you're in the ocean, but there's only one piece of physical information to root you in the ocean, and you've never seen that before. So, are there even any like fish, plants, nothing, or anything? Nothing. Nothing. There's even, even absolutely like those little void. Like, deep sea vents with little little. There's no tube vents. Worms there's and... no life. There's no seaweed. There's no little creepy crawl. You you can't even really see the bottom where you are. You're kind of floating. Oh, so yeah. Like so like you're still a little higher. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just in like deep dead ocean right now. Well, so that's... it's a mound, not a circle. Yeah, it's a it it like it fades off into the oh, blackness. Got it. Got it. But got it. so it could be like the tip. Yep. Of a, you know what I mean, but it looks ship. like a, <laughs> yes, it could be just the just the just the tip, <laughs> but it shaft. looks like a large mound and then blackness beneath it. But it could be a plunging sea shaft. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I say I, uh, I'll, I'll whisper. Um, you're gonna have to say words you don't like to say, which is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to say that without saying that. All right. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, Your Majesty. I don't know. So I think at this point... You're the one who jumped in the portal first. You didn't have to follow me. Um, if you minded your own business and weren't so power hungry, you wouldn't be in this situation. If you hadn't tried to kidnap me. Um, so Wait, that wasn't really kidnap you. He's trying to I, kill you. Have I tried we spooked your horse. Have you tried to kidnap you? I was, trying, you? I was trying to wound you mortally. Well, I tried, I know, to, I get a, I tried to get to a like, golem to wound you mortally. Is what I tried. Oh, that's right. I wasn't wasn't really. I, I don't know if I profit off your death quite, or I was gonna profit off your death quite yet. But I was trying to get you hurt or spooked or something. Yeah, weren't you gonna like try though, and, like rescue me so I would trust you? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not a kidnap though. That's a legitimate, you know. Oh, like rescue. jump in front and save yeah, your life, kind of thing. I just saying. I just saying. Yeah. Well, now here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Look where that got us. What I would do, my instinct would be more light. I'm sure I have some spell that does more light. I think there's like fairy dancing lights. Yeah. There are definitely the bard spells. Five A. Um, you have two options at level zero. So these are things you, you you can cast whenever you want. You have dancing lights, which creates up to four torch-sized lights within range that appear as torches or lanterns or glowing orbs that hover in the air for a duration. You can mix and match, send them out a little bit from you. There's, you can also cast light that creates Wait a, a minute. I have my pouch. You have your pouch as I'm well. I'm never without my pouch. Never without your pouch. It's directly on you. And it's waterproof, by the way. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, it's magical. It's a magical portal. It only lets in and only takes out what you want. So, of course, it's waterproof. And in my pouch, I have godstones. Yes, you do. So, I'm just going to... Yeah, pull out some godstone action uh, and use that so I don't have to waste magical energy. Um, As you pull out, so she pulls out a purple and pink rock that instantly glows the second she puts her hand around it brightly, uh, at like the brightest lantern. You know, filling, I would say, a 30-foot pool around you with a... With a nice bright glow. Which is a risk. Haldir might know what this is. That's a, that actually, yeah. I'll go ahead and roll me a. Uh, what the fuck would I have him roll? Arcana. Yeah. Uh, Arcana, you said. Yeah. That's a thirteen, and then Arcana is two, so fifteen. Yeah. She has pulled out a lump of this energy that you know responds to magical energy because that's what the Kadarans would would use. You also know that 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 there's some. There's been some ex experimentation with them as far as how they capture energy and what they do. You've heard, you've read some paper. You don't really care, but you've heard about this and not really investigated. It's not really your field, especially after your magic switched. So I'd, I'd be assuming that she is um, that she's the one powering the stone. Yeah, it, it definitely seems to be responding <laughs> to her. Maybe yeah. it's the mound. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's whatever energy it could be teleported that too. us into the middle of a fucking ocean. It could be that too, absolutely. 
So, uh, and you, so you see like a glow around you. It doesn't extend to the mound because you're still too, too far, but about 30 or 40 feet around you is now relatively well lit. So it's five minutes away is what yeah. you said. Yeah, roughly. Picturing us or like describing us like propelling ourselves through the water. All I can picture is, you know, Disney's Robin Hood movie. So, you know, the snake um, who's like the aide to Prince John. Right. Somehow he gets his head stuck in a balloon at the fair where they're trying to capture Robin Hood. Yes. And then he propels himself in the balloon with his tail as a little propell propeller. Right. right. And they're like, there's a noise and everything. And so that is Brrr. like. It's him. It's Robin Hood. I just can't think till I tell his majesty. All I can picture. <laughs> yes, yes. Your legs are spinning counterclockwise, yeah. and you are zipping um, like through I'm the water. Like I'm hearing that noise in my head, <laughs> um, which is really sort of taking away hey, some from, of the from like, the scene foreboding, you know, nature. <laughs> yes, nothing exactly. for miles around. Exactly. Like just I'm just waiting people. for like a kind of hot cartoon box <laughs> to show <laughs> up. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he was a part of all of our sexual awakening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. So as you're getting closer, you start to like, like you can start to kind of make out shapes and it's not quite as uniform as you first imagined it. And then you can see like a glint of metal. There's a series of chains, at least. Is this like a giant fucking metal golem? As, oh, eh, at least <laughs> as thick around the as the first yourself. picture that comes up. Yes. <laughs> when you Google Sir Hiss. I got to put that down with the Twitter. That's perfect. So, um, so there's like these huge thick chains that are seeming to wrap around the top as wide as you. Each link could easily be as wide as either one of of, of you wrapping over the top, and as you begin to get closer, you can see the outline of what looks like a man. A man that would have to be 100, 150 feet tall, over some sort of rock, like, his, like he's laid over back of it, chained to it, his head is thrown back, his mouth is open, and it's like his head is kind of away from like you. Like Prometheus? Basic, basically, just locked over this thing, unmoving, arms at his, arms at his side, this, his, his skin appears a deep blue, but it's very difficult to tell still at the distance you're at. My immediate theory is that this is, what's his, what's his name, Sa? Oh, the god, of, the god of the astral plane, or the god? C2. C2. C oh, the god of the ocean, Cito. Yeah, yeah, that mm -hmm. has been somehow, like he wasn't killed, but was like captured in his realm. Seems to be an interesting theory. That's what I. That's Do you share that with him? No. Got you. Understood. Would I have come to that conclusion or, or a different conclusion myself? Well, I mean, you, you, there's a incredibly there's a man larger than a giant, right, in front of you, right, and I mean, but unmoving. Did, but did he know what the tear was? No, no, you didn't know what the tear of of Cito was. But so now maybe he did. I mean, it's well known. Oh, it's possible. Yeah, you, you know what? Just roll me a history roll. Let's see what you let's see what you get. Natural 20. Okay, okay. That's and he actually, saw her working it yeah, you know, before. Yeah, okay. So you deduce that because it's the tier of Cito, because it's directly connected to the god of I the ocean. I shouldn't have said anything. No, no, it's fair. But, I mean, you make the same general conclusions that this possibly could be Didn't the body he of. Well, he rolled. He did. He rolled a natural he twenty. He rolled to know what the C two was, the tier. He rolled a natural twenty on history. I mean, once you roll a natural a twenty, you get to make other connections. You know what I mean? So you come to seriously the, shouldn't have said anything. You come to the general idea. No proof, of course, but this somehow could be the body of Sito. He could still be a lot. I mean, whatever it could it could be, but this you could be looking at the body of a god. Keep in mind, I'm also highly educated, That's especially, true. especially when it comes to the gods. That's true. Uh, yeah, this so is this might, have been, this might have been a reasonable inference for me to make anyway. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> are you, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, I'm not sharing with him as he's sharing with me. I'm sure not. Are you? Why am I what? Sharing information with her. She are doesn't you? know I can use magic yet. That's true. So no. Okay, fair enough. Wait, but didn't you respond to me? Yeah, but that was part of your spell. Of your spell. Right. You're met, when you cast message, oh, you can respond back. Oh, automatically. Mm -hmm. Got it, yep. got it, got it. Otherwise, what would be the point? Right, exactly. <laughs> you could just say, fuck you to somebody over yeah. and over again. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great use. That'd be a great it's use. like when you tweeted someone and then blocked them immediately afterwards. 
is there any sense of movement? No, he's dead still. Okay. I guess what I would try and do is push out again in a friendly way. I mean, not in like a, you know, casual, we're meeting in a bar kind of way. But Hey, you come here often, <laughs> tall, dark, and dead? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, just to see if like, I get a sense of any any kind of, of spark or, or anything from him. Well, that's not great. A six. Okay, so you again reach out and you're like, here as friends and calm and, and you are just nailed with waves of crushing sadness and, and loneliness and despair and pain to the point where it actually feels like a weight on your chest and you see her kind of like <gasps> like you know stop and kind of grab at her neck and almost look a little panic for a second then it clears but you have to like let go of it you so, have to push it away from you okay so what do i know about c2 this is what you know you know that he was the very first friend of zavon that when zavon became the god of man c2 was the first one to actually reach out and try and form a bond with them and that they were as as near as you can make the comparison best friend they fought alongside each other and Sito died defending him and defending Ani part of the reason why Ani is surrounded with an ocean is because Sito called it forth to put out the fires that were blazing all around it that Sephor had set why no one really knows the gods war ended in in an hour they were gods they didn't really explain themselves but they were aligned with each other is what you know right would, I mean, I guess my question is, would Zavon have done the same? There's no way to know. They seem to be loyal. Again, the official stories would be yes, but who knows? Okay, so... Or maybe he just really fucking hated his brother, Sephora. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. That's any, true. Any number of things. Yep. So, basically what I know is, well, what I, what I theorize is that the bestie of the residual energy of the god that just tried to murder me is here. Do I have any sense or is there a way to assess whether or not we are even still in, in reality? The, in, the, in the reality in the God's Fall world or in the eye as opposed to beyond like right. even though we don't know like where this like here is but is this Every time you have been in a separate reality, it's been infested with that purple and pink energy. It's felt different. It's, it's been wispy at the edges. There's been a different texture to reality. None of that is here. You feel that energy, again, separating you from the ocean and separating you from feeling the crushing cold and death that you would feel from the ocean. But otherwise than that, this all feels very real. And would there be any way to establish whether or not we were on which side of the world storm? That's a good question. Do you have any magic where you could locate where you are? Well, yeah. And but the other thing is, though, you're <clears throat> propelling yourself, though, not by swimming. So, like... I mean, obviously something is weird, but, yeah. like, <laughs> this giant Tuesday. probably god chained up. Yeah. You really don't have any magic that can help you here. Uh, you could, however try to reach out to a person you are familiar with, or perhaps even reach out to the core of the city. And if you can connect with that, you'll know the direction that's in and you'll know how far away it is. Because, um, yeah, my other instinct was like to try and connect with like Doro mm -hmm. and have him teleport me the fuck out of here because I don't like it. Yeah, fair enough. It's creepy as shit. And I don't really care about him. What are you doing, by the way? I'm going towards this thing. Okay, so you are continuing towards it. Yeah, I see other, no, no other option. Also, this is fascinating. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going. If she stops, I'm going to stop. Yeah. But if she's like, clearly doesn't want to get near it, I'm going to keep going. If I get close enough to her, can we touch each other? You can try, certainly, yeah. Okay, so what I'd like to do is go up to her right. and try and reach out into her bubble area. Okay. Right? Personal space. Sure, sure. <laughs> Kay is giving me a look right now, and I'm going to face her, and I'm going to reach out and try and, like, touch her arm, upper shoulder, to see if I can kind of connect the bubbles. Gotcha. So my instinct yeah. is to recoil. Okay. However, yeah. I don't need any enemies. 
Fair enough. This far under the water. <laughs> right, fair. I love your practicality. All right, so you, you know, allow, and the second he touches you, you feel like, like almost a magnetic vump as your fields merge into each other, and then you can instantly hear each other breathing and speaking and everything. Yes, Perfect. that's exactly so, what you thought would happen. Yes, so that, that's exactly what I wanted. Now, and now we can, and now we can speak to now each other. Now you can a little speak freely. freely. Absolutely. Right. Good. So uh, you know, I say, Your Majesty. Do you have any idea what this is? No. Oh. No? I might. This could be a god. The gods are dead. Wasn't there some something yes. going on that, that we god, know that one of the yeah, gods is alive? Yeah, and you don't know that that god's alive. I don't know that that god's alive. No, okay. the other crew knows that god's alive. So you don't know about the god of chaos that's trapped in the world storm. As far as you know, all the gods are dead. Could you know anybody else that this could be? I don't have any explanation for what this is. One moment we were in one place, now we're another. Do you have an explanation for that? An incredibly powerful magical entity of some kind has transported us from Ani to what is presumably the middle of the ocean. And I know there are few things in this in this world that e even before the gods, uh, the god storm, that could have done that. Absolutely. This would be powerful magic even when magic was commonplace. I have my suspicions as to who this is. I apparently know what the relationships are. Other person really just tried to fuck me hard, not in a good way. But you don't know I did that. Not you. Oh. Zavon. Zavon, yeah. Touche. And Dickhead McGee in charge. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you can see the energy now. As you really focus and you're really pushing, there is what looks like a ribbon of energy spilling out and also being pulled towards, like almost like a highway of energy going back and forth from somewhere just beyond the head of the god, because the head of the god's kind of bent over back, so you can't quite see it, but there's some sort of energy coming, spilling around the top, and then right up to where you came in, and then just vanishing as it goes upwards above you. It seems like I am surrounded by the tear. Whatever the energy and the water, perhaps, that is connected to the tear, this feels like the source of that water and the source of that energy. Can I try and harness that to like reconnect with Mound Man? Oh, yeah. With some, again, like, friend. Yes, absolutely. Roll me advantage. So roll two 20-siders and pick the highest number. 11, so okay. 18. 18 plus your uh, charisma. Plus my charisma is six, so 24. Yeah, you basically, right? yeah. So now that you can see it, you, Girls you, are bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now we're the feminist podcast. Yeah, now we are, right? Math is hard. Mm -hmm. Let's put on makeup to impress the boys. <laughs> so now that you can see this column of energy, you kind of rise up into it until you're in the flow. And then you focus back out again. And you can just feel your power ripple along into him and connect with him. And you can't see it. But there's a glow, and you feel his eyes open. And you can just hear this grating, reverberating, hollow voice boom around you. Yeah, I'm super going to do that. Yeah, right? <laughs> let, me, let me put that right at the top of the to-do list. And even though that, that sounded like a, like a command, it's more of like a beg. Right, right, right. right. Please release me. Um, That's what all the demons say. I know, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, this just What's feels like... What's your name? Like, How about some introductions? Um, hi, I'm Priny. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Frankly, that's probably the skill set that I would like fall back. I mean, not quite that informal. Sure. But um, I am so queen front, you know. This was an actual voice. So oh, yeah. I would have been able to hear that as well. No, only she heard that. Okay. Yeah. But you can certainly feel the crack. I mean, there's energy happening all around. You can see her hair flying up. You can see her glow. You know, the stone is certainly glowing far brighter now. So something is happening. And all, well, does he see the eyes open, or does no? Because it's on the other side. Because he's bent over this way. So. So I certainly wouldn't introduce myself as Queen Bryony because again, right. like right. I know what the connections are here, and yeah. I'm not going to be like. What up? Your BFF thinks I'm like the bogus queen, even though he's the one fucking up the city. So I think that I would just like, like my name is Phryne and I, you know, want to be your ally. Silence for a moment, and then you would hear in that same booming a voice, 
I am Sito, God of the Oceans and Lord of the Deity. And then there's like a confusion where he kind of trails off for a second. He repeats what he just said as if he hadn't said it before and then says, Please, release me. Who bound you? And you hear this. Bubbling and rippling all around him, like like there's a, like almost like a, a small underwater earthquake as there's a shaking and rumbling. Well, so it seems that the enemy of my enemy might be my friend. That's exactly what this seems like. I am going to again communicate to him that Zavon has tried to bind me as well. So you reach out again, you form that connection with him, and you just get a wave of imagery. You are mine. You're not sure how you know. It's like in a dream when you just know something even though it's not logical, but you know that you're seeing through his eyes in these moments. And you see Zavon towering over you with his knee in your throat, pulling on this massive set of chains as he binds you beneath the water. And then in the next second, you're right back here in the ocean, floating next to Haldir. Do you know how you can be released? Yes. As he says that, Right over the mound, there's a bright blue light that begins to glow in response. I mean, I just want to peep. Sure. Do you go with her? Yeah. Okay. Can this I is this sense? is straight up <coughs> this I... is straight up anglerfish, by the way. <laughs> this is absolutely an anglerfish scenario, <laughs> right. right? Where they're gonna lure you in with a light right, and then right, fucking murder you. Right. Wait, what is this? Do you, you know, know, you know, know, know this anglerfish fish with the? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, come. To but work. what other option is there? That's well, true, I mean, right? I guess first, can I like sense anything from the light? Is it malevolent or is it? No, it's not. In 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 fact, you can feel the emotion shift for just a moment to something not unlike hope, and then back into this crushing despair. And that hope seems to be centered in that light. Then again, though, okay, I'm not there, but his, this crushing despair might be the thing that powers on E. You know? so. <laughs> so it's like Houston. As you're getting nearer, you can now clearly see that it is indeed a man bound over this rock. Huge, massive chains that are covering him that are all covered in silvery ruins that seem to glow and shift with magical energy as they flow over him. Perception rolls from both of you, please. 14. Uh, perception, uh, 21. Okay, you don't notice any anything. You're pretty focused on her talking. You're talking you back, right, <laughs> exactly. But as you do, out of the corner of your eye, you see something move. There's something on the god that seems to be part of him, like, his finger, and then all of a sudden it shifts and it's gone. Uh, roll me one more perception. Probably nail this one too. Uh, 22. Oh yeah. So you search around for it for a second and then you spot what looks like a squid, maybe the size of a bus. Well, not a bus, you don't know what a bus is. Elephant. Down and has now come <laughs> around the edge here. Michael and I are just looking at each other. Well, it can't be a bus. Couldn't be a bus. Well, no, know I know it's is. a bus, but like elephants are not the same size as a bus. No, it's true. Like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a small, giant squid. Like a small, yeah. fine, like a giant squid. <laughs> Squished yeah. together. Like a small schooner, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is slid back. A barge. And is a barge. Perfect. And it seems to be coming around the side of him. Towards us? Well, it's definitely coming around this way, so it'll be closer. Is it a malevolent squid? Uh, I mean, it can't be good. Reach out towards it. See what it feels like. Ew. I don't really know that I want to alert it to my presence. That's a good question. Well, I mean... Would a squid notice? If you saw it, you can probably imagine it saw you. I mean, how good is squid sight? Better than yours. And you literally are in holding whole, up, and you're holding it's, up it's the right. brightest yeah, lantern. Yeah, and you are a very... Uh, that got much brighter. Just when you need Torvik. Um, right? Yeah, uh, it definitely is approaching This perception you. skill is real handy. In, a, in an angry way? Uh, no, it wants to give you determined hugs. Determined? Is what determined. it feels. Yeah, you're feeling like a definite deter. Like, like it is it, it personal. Is focused. It is a task to complete. Mm. 
And I don't see it coming. No, yeah, no clue it's coming yet. How far am I from the mound? At the speed it's traveling, you, I would say that you have, you're probably a couple, a couple hundred feet from the mound and maybe three rounds, four rounds away from making contact with this squid. Okay, because my question is, is like, can I get to the mound and like... You could go around this way yeah. and make it to wherever that glow is, you believe, before the thing catches up behind you, yes. I would want to do that. Full speed, just yeah, dash towards it. Yeah, because I kind of have to. Ugh, come on. <laughs> and so I'm gonna ask, what's you know, what's happening? So you guys are like now quickly, issue? like zipping through the water right. towards this thing. Yeah. Don't question your queen. What did you see? <laughs> Don't question your queen. Roll perception. I guess I have again. no other option. At see this if point. you see if you see any. But uh, I know that she's bothered else. by something. So yeah, yeah I would like to roll. Uh, 18. Okay, actually, you don't see the one behind you, but you see as you're zipping around now, you see something else peel off the top and fall in behind you as well. And you can, you don't know what it is, but there's a large force that seems to be able to change color and shape and become transparent. So now it's like this like shimmering, semi-invisible thing coming up beh be so, behind you. A giant you. cuttlefish. Basically. Oh, I was picturing a jellyfish, but okay. It's something that changes that fast. So it's, but it's different than the squid thing. No, it's the same creature, but it's a different color. Okay. It changed, I mean, like, it's the same size. He just didn't get as good of a look at it as you did. Okay, but they're both squids. Yeah, definitely. So basically there's, like, a nest of squid. That seems to be true, yeah. Which I thought were solitary creatures, but I guess we are in a world of magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, godflesh is tasty. So maybe a guardian. So he really is. He's like underwater Prometheus and the squid or the eagles. As you are getting closer, yeah, there's giant chunks missing from him. And where one of those creatures rolled off, there's definitely lot. like a chewed through hole. But even as you're looking at it, it's healing up. Um, that except is opposite Prometheus because he is not the god of man. Right, right. The god of man's the one who put him here. Yeah. Yep. Twist. Yeah. <laughs> well, this can't be good. Oh, it's all bad. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it I mean, all like, feels bad. I just want to tell her that we have something else coming behind us. Okay. Whatever you're running from before, there might be another. Well, that is most unfortunate. Propel faster. All right. <laughs> so you guys come zipping around. You got, you know, holding hands, I imagine, right? So you can communicate with each other. And you're zipping around the side. You glance back, and there are three shimmering... I mean, it's hard to even really focus on them because, again, they're semi-invisible at this point. You can see... It's like they're made of glass is what the effect looks like now. So you can see them but they're hard to see. As looking forward and you come around the shoulder, you can now see his head leaned back. Big silver beard, flowing silver hair, all in line with what you've heard about Cedo and how he would physically represent himself. I, uh, uh, the blue glow is pouring from both his eyes and his mouth. And as you come around, there's now a current and you're moving faster. How close am I to his face? I would say you'll be there in two rounds. Can we see what the glow is? Uh, just, just this blue light. It's just that's yeah. And is it illuminating anything? Uh, everything around him, so you can clearly but, I mean, see any his object head and besides scary glass squid. No, just him. Now a very strong current that is pulling you forward in, in, in addition to moving, and it is heading directly towards his mouth. So you're going in. We, uh, we can take three giant squid. Why we can take one giant squid. Yeah. I don't know if we can take three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go deal with it. Um, same. You're, it's a shame your jackdaws didn't jump in with you. Um, like I don't want to yeah. fight a weird magical glass squid. Should have commanded that to happen. I mean, how strong is this current? It's getting far stronger. So as you're approaching, it's getting rapidly to the point where you don't think you could fight it. Because what I'd like to do is like grab on to one of the chains that are binding him. Oh, sure, you can try. Okay, can I try that? Yeah, uh, roll me, I mean, it's easy enough to swim up to it, so roll me a strength. That's not good. It's not your best stat. It's negative one. Right, <laughs> right. Watch me roll like a three. Natural 20. 19. Yeah, yeah, so you grip this edge. Actually, it, 18 with my right, negative one. Yeah, you're barely holding on even with that, but you can stabilize yourself for a moment. So each round you're gonna have to hold because it is pulling you very hard. In fact, you need to roll to see if you don't zip right past her. So you've seen her like reach out, grab a chain and stop herself as the current is whipping past her and pulling on her hair. What do you wanna do? 
So what I would like to do is, uh, I, I guess, also grab the chain until uh, until I know what, what she's doing. Because well, at this point, I realize I am a bystander here, most likely, because all this is meant for her, so I'm probably not it leaving It does seem that. a little meant for her. Yep. Yeah. That seems, that seems like a fair assumption. Wait, sorry, what's meant for me? Everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, so six. I mean, as it should be, even though it's scary. Sure. So seven. Yeah. You reach out for that chain, and you just whiff. Can I, can I summon a whip instead and whip it around? Yes, you could it? try that as your last minute thing. Yeah. Damn straight. All right, right. roll the hit first. So when it says packed weapon, there'll yeah. be a... There's so, a plus one attack bonus. Yeah, well, that should be more than plus one. Hang on. No, it's a plus four. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. Plus four attack bonus. Perfect. And then damage and type. It says 1d10. Right. So roll a die 20 and add four to hit. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, 20. Oh, you wrote a natural no, no, 20? No, no, roll a 16. That's, that's enough. So you see a whiff the chain and get zipped right past you and at the, the last second this magical whip of this deep reddish crimson energy that crackles and fizzles in the water seems ominous snaps out from it doesn't well, you've feel seen like me, and you've seen me do this before yeah when I fought the uh, sword out when I, when I pulled the sword out and also when we fought the golems with the big hammer correct and he whips this chain. It is able to whips are a little scarier that's true and, but he he's able to basically just hold on as as well, and the current is, you know, pulling him straight out as he's holding on the edge of this whip. You can't, the only way to talk to him now because you can't touch him is message. I'd like to, like, lay a hand on, on him. Yes, actually touch his Make flesh. physical connection. You could do that. I would like to be placed, like, somewhere where it could be almost like a caressing gesture. Sure. I don't know where on the body we are. Okay. Rub his nipple. So, yeah, I'm gonna like just. <laughs> <laughs> a little nipple tweet. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's cold, so they're, they're very, very present. That really signifies comfort. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really on your I side. Mean, it's big. It would be like. Areolas like, would be massive. It would be gigantic, right? It would be like, you know, you know like a merry go round. It'd be like the size of a kid's merry go round. You are really bad at size <laughs> because, like, before you're like, this is a hundred foot tall dude. Wait, no, I'm sorry. And now not, his nipples are the size the of thing, a merry-go-round. Not the thing with the horses. What's that damn thing you would just push that would oh, spin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking I about. I guess that is also a merry-go-round. Is that also a merry-go-round? Yeah. So roughly that kind yeah. of size. Yeah. The horses not the is whole, a carousel. Right. Not the whole thing with the horses and the music. Like the, the music. playground exactly. version. About that size. I mean, those are still pretty sizable nips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Some serious um, nips. Yeah. yeah. Um, if anyway. he was a normal sized dude, they would not be small nipples. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. This is an important detail. It really like It's gonna be for the for the it, uh, fan it builds, art. I was gonna say it builds a really rich sense of the world. Yep. Make it happen. Um anyway, so what I would like to do is like reach up as much as like reach like we'll still, you know, my holding my purchase. Totally. Touch him. Yep. Perhaps reaching heart words since yeah. I'm by the nip. Like we're in this together, kind of. You got, you got, like. The moment you touch him, you know two things right away. You know that his body is being used as a vessel to transport magic and energy and water from where he is to Andy. There's an absolute dead link there that a, that is permanent. The other thing you know instantly is that he's dead. This body is a corpse that you are touching right now, but there is a soul trapped within it. Otherwise than that, it's very difficult to make a direct connection. It feels again like you're just, you're talking to an echo and it keeps repeating back the same information to you, but there's something, there is a soul in there that feels divine. And you have to roll a strength check to hold on as well. 11. She zips past you. You can try and grab her. Yeah, right. All right. Roll me a strength. Uh, 19. All right. Boom. Now roll me a second one to hold on. Uh, 15. Okay. So he's straining, but he's got you in one hand. He's got his whip in the other hand, and you're just gonna, you're just being pulled out in a chain right now. You can, you can talk freely because you're holding each other. I want to ask this guy through my voice thing. Sure. How? Because he said he said release me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The last one. So I want to ask. How? Again, unfortunately, it's like you're talking to a loop. You just get, I am the god, I am Sito, the god of the sea, release me. You're just getting the same information over and over back from him. 
Frustrating, isn't it? Frustrating. Um, so <laughs> then I'd like to yell. Then I'd oh, like. Oh, that's actually a really good point. There's the been question? two rounds. I need perception from both of you. Oh, that's not high. Thanks, Assistant DM. Mm-hmm. 14. Uh, 28. Oh, yeah, you see them uh, uh, coming. They're basically around away. They are now coming around the, sh- the shoulder, and all three are bearing down on you. You're a little focused. Holding. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So I want to ask, so I ask, do you have a plan? To me? Yes, to you. You can hear me. Do I look like I have a plan? <laughs> is, that, is that your answer? <laughs> yes. Then I say, okay, and I let go, and we're going in. All right, so the, you know, as the squids are, as you, you, you don't even see them, but as the squids are, like, descending around back, he lets go just in time, the whip, actually, you, it's, you, it's my magical You whip. don't even let, let go. You just will the whip. To let go, so it unbreaks and then boom, you guys get zipped out, uh, spiraled around. You're a little disoriented, and then you are both sucked directly into this thing's mouth, and you both spiral into complete darkness. God's Fall is written, produced, and edited by myself, Aram Vartian. If you want up-to-the-minute information about the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at God's Fall DC. Special thanks to our good friends at BattleBards for giving us access to their incredible catalog of richly produced sounds. Be sure to check them out at BattleBards.com. And a special thanks to all of our loyal Patreon supporters. Without you, this show could not continue. If you'd like to support God's Fall, get access to exclusive Patreon supporter content and get episodes of Season 3 before they're released publicly, head over to Patreon.com slash God's Fall. That's all from us this week. We have original maps, art, character sheets, and more on our website at godsfall.com, as well as links to our Patreon account and official God's Fall t-shirts. So see you next time in the world of the Five Kingdoms. show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com. <laughs>